Area 631 was designed to allow people to come together. This becomes their day job. So think of like a startup where that is your job day and night to make sure that you're innovating and we eliminate also all the blockers. Welcome back to another episode of the Making of the SRE Omelette podcast, the show where we explore the positive business and client success outcome from site reliability engineering and hear from experts on how to influence the cultural and mindset shift that led to those results. I'm your host, Kevin Yu, and I'm the principal SRE at IBM A Applications. Today's episode is on innovation, specifically how companies can foster innovation and balance it with other priorities. Speaking to us on this topic is Stephen Astorino. Stephen is a VP of Development for IBM Data and AI and the IBM Canada Lab Director. Stephen spearheaded the creation of a program called Area 631 in the Toronto Lab that was a game changer in how IBM looked at bringing innovation to life. The concept was so successful in in Toronto that the program has since been launched at eight IBM Software Development Labs. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Steve, let's get right to it. Could you please explain to the audience what Area 631 is? Sure. Area 631 is essentially six people, three months, one breakthrough. And it's really about creating an environment for people to come together and innovate. Typically, as you're working on your day-to-day, it's very hard to do that. You typically have assignments, you're very stressed with pressures of, of timelines and so on. So it's very hard to find that time. Area 631 was really designed to allow people to come together. This becomes their day job. So think of like a startup where that is your job uh, day and night to make sure that you're innovating and re-eliminate also all the blockers for you. So uh, being part of IBM, you know, we call them blockers, but we have a lot of, uh, you know, rules and procedures we have to follow and, and so on. So with Area 631, we kind of eliminate that. There are really no rules and break it or make it in three months. So that's the idea behind it. I think you will have many audiences from other companies also nodding their heads when you mentioned about processes. I was lucky to be a mentor and sponsor user in the very first 631 project. A quick shout out to the Lock Profit AIOps team. I was amazed at not only the velocity, but also the quality of deliverables coming out. Could you please expand on specific problems you were looking for Area 631 to solve? Yeah, and at a high level, the problem that Area 631 is solving is really about innovation. So when I took over as lab director a few years back, I was looking at different teams within the lab were fixing different problems, actually the same problem <laughs> from reinventing you know the reinventing the wheel. You know, Kubernetes, I remember at the time, was we were just getting acquainted with it and everyone was trying to innovate there. One of the things was to allow different groups from different business units to come together. So when we actually designed 631, it's uh, developers and or designers or product managers from different parts of the different business units. This allowed us to come together and one common goal, but also share expertise, collaborate on problems that we're solving independently or individually, or like you said, reinventing the wheel. So that allowed us to bring the people together and and innovate. So that was the primary one. The other one is, like I said before, it's hard to, as you're doing your day-to-day job, to, to break through and innovate on things unless you're doing that outside of your regular workday, which is very busy already. So creating an environment where it allows you to spend that time, I think that was differentiating as well. 
And probably the last thing is we created actual physical space, which is very unique, very different than anything you would see at IBM. Yes. Very agile in its own area with the, uh, the six different environments, places to sit in, collaboration space, whiteboards, all of that is very cool. And um, yeah, it, it created that environment where people worked well together and, and had a physical space to do that. At. Yeah, it's definitely a very cool place to hang out. I think it's one of the, <laughs> one of the coolest. I remember when we started, there was always snacks there. <laughs> it, it's a good incentive for people to go there and collaborate and chat about it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, could you give some examples of some of the success that have come out of 631? Sure. First one I think you were on was Log Profit. That was one of the first ones that came out. And there were many um, reasons why we picked that one, including some clients we were working with that really needed this capability. So we called it Log Profit initially, but it really was building some AI technology around end-to-end -end of monitoring a system to be able to predict an outage or problems coming up in the future. At the time, they were looking for something that automated their monitoring process to make sure they predict uh, these types of uh, failures or outages. So that was the idea behind that first one. It was very successful. It was. It, it really took off. It was a lot of attention. And by the way, that became the Watson AI Ops product. And initially, it was like a mini business unit that Arvind created, and now it's part of the uh, automation team. So yeah, and, and it's led an industry-wide yeah. initiative yeah. around AI operations, right? Yeah. So it was very cool. Yeah. So that was one. Another one we did was uh, in Germany, as we branched off to different countries, as you mentioned at the beginning. <laughs> right. There's a power rankings one, and uh, that it, one is fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> Actually, that one made on uh, Forbes magazine as I well. I mean, it's even on Blizzard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool as well. But basically, you know, looking at again leveraging AI and looking at rankings of of the of the players and so on, and um, it provides insights. So it's really cool. Yeah, no, I so that's interesting. Traditionally, people think about IBM is operating the enterprise space. Yeah. Here you are, and innovation that gets you to esports. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally different, yeah, and absolutely. Right, no, that's fantastic. Could you share with the audience how you justify the investment of 631? You mentioned six people yeah. for three months. Yeah. How, how did you justify that kind of investment with your leadership team? Yeah, I can tell you at the very beginning it was hard, much harder. Then as you see the success, it's much easier to get buy-in and to get support. At the end of the day, it's really about innovation is core to, to us. It always has been. And, and we need to make sure that we make room for that uh, and invest in it. Some personal uh, fight for me to go and, and secure some of this funding. And we did that initially. And then after log profit, and then we started on the second one, it, it, it was much easier. But um, a lot of basically ask for favors and so on for different business units to contribute. Uh, the value was obvious afterwards, but uh, kind of that's how it worked. But then now it's, uh, again, in, in um, eight different countries or so, and and everyone sees the value, so everyone wants to. It, believe it or not, after the first few, right. we had people lining up that wanted <laughs> to join the program right, because right. It, it feels like you're working out of, you're breaking out of your day-to-day -day and you're working on a new cool startup type of environment, so uh, people enjoy that, right? For me, as you said, it was really good to break out the day-to-day -day routine, and I also had the opportunity to meet with people I otherwise wouldn't have, so that yeah. was a great experience. So, Steve, want to take a minute to thank you on behalf of everyone who had, has, and will be able to experience this because you pick up that fight to make it happen. Thank you so much. Steve, you talk about the value of 631. Can you give some examples of it, perhaps yeah. from the angle of both the business and tech vitality? 
Log Profit was one example. We also had some cloud projects that we did with uh, an external startup incubator for our IBM cloud to make it easier to onboard, uh, as an example. The idea here is after the three months, these projects essentially graduate. And once they graduate, we decide where they fit in and where they go. But typically they end up in one of our business units, improving one of our technology or a feature of our technology or so on. So it's kind of the, if it's a new idea, it's the starting point of something bigger for the future. If it's an existing solution and then it's an improvement, the features, enhancements, but we basically take that code, including the team sometimes, and we in- integrate it into into the business units. So the value is pretty obvious there in terms of the return on investment and what it brings to the table. I think it's something that's needed. It's working. It's it's a great model, and uh, you know we've had lots of examples. I, in one uh, that we did is our sales configurator for all the cloud packs. Oh, so wow. we started with cloud pack for data, and then all the cloud packs are uh, adopting it now. But basically give the uh, a tool for the uh, salespeople to go in and figure out the licensing and, and the VPCs and the cost of everything. And it's it, because it's OpenShift and everything right, else, it's right, a complex right. matrix. Yeah. So this it's very simple. You, you, do, you make your selection, it tells you yeah. exactly what yeah. you need. It spreads out spreadsheet with all the information and it yeah. ties it into our, our sales tool as well. Oh, so wow. I laugh because VPC. It sounds like a sweet, simple acronym, but there's yeah. so much mass yeah. and behind it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that's another example. Yeah. But you know, the value is is, is pretty obvious. Yeah. So it's really good. Thanks for sharing those fantastic examples. Let's pivot for a bit. Yeah. One of the purpose of this podcast is to drive the tech vitality of site reliability engineering. Yeah. Many of the 631 projects involved solving problems in the operations domain. Steve perhaps some words of wisdom to both current and future practitioners. What do you think are the next set of innovation needed by SRE? I I think automation is a big thing, being able to automate the the manual processes so that we can help uh, our customers. That's definitely an important one. Security is another aspect of that. In terms of our customers, they expect 100% 100% uptime, <laughs> For, forget the three nines, four nines, right, five nines, right. right? They're expecting 100%. So uh, anything that we got to automate to make our job more reliable, the experience more reliable, uh, the customer happier, all of those are, are critical, right? So um, to me, it would be how, how can we automate the things that we have to do manually, whereas as humans, it's hard to stay on top of it on a consistent basis, right? And um, whether it's, you know, looking through logs and, and the volume and the amount and like all of that stuff, right? Looking for the right characteristics and behaviors and all of that. Anything we can automate around that right. is a significant boost to our productivity and the experience yeah. of the customer. I like it. Leverage automation to meet customer expectations, drive client success, and in turn make it easier for us to run our business. So Steve, you took us through a great journey that captured the story of 631 its motivation, problems it solved, as well as steps you took to make it real. In closing, let's go back to the inspiration of this podcast, but switch it to innovation. What would be your ingredient and recipe to foster innovation at the workplace? For me, it's one is we we really need to make room and an environment for our people to be able to innovate. I think the biggest blocker we have is we're too busy. We can't be too busy to innovate. So we have to create that environment. I think that's probably the the, the most important piece. The other one is 
it's okay to fail and we forget that sometimes and everyone wants wants to try something and expect it to just work or be successful all the times in fact that's far from reality far from what what you should expect innovation is you have to fail many times before you succeed so um that's the uh, the advice i know that's what i do within my teams and with the programs i create and by the way there's a new program i, I don't want to deviate all of that, <laughs> that that i started last year uh called hyper blue oh. it's it's the next iteration or the evolution of the area 631 project oh that's awesome uh and just to give one <laughs> 30, 30 yeah 30 seconds on that <laughs> it's um hyper blue is a, it's a true startup program where we invest as vcs into these so it's a Shark Tank style type of setup. In fact, yeah. we record the shows like we like the Shark Tank does. And um, yeah, we allow people to pitch their ideas and then we decide if we invest. And last year we invested in seven and they're, they're actually all doing really well. So um, they have clients and we're starting to monetize on, on those uh, innovations. Wow, that's awesome. IT celebrities. I got to talk to my agent to get myself on that show. Absolutely. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Steven Astorino, IBM VP. Canada Lab Director and Champion of Innovation at the Enterprise. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And I'd like to thank you, the audience, for listening. See you again on an upcoming episode.